Many of us live in fear of who we are and lack the courage to realize our full potential. Yoni Uncensored exists to provide guidance in inspiring women, especially black women, on a path of self-healing to release us from the generational trauma holding us back from being our authentic selves. Join me each week in creating a space of healing through the ancient art of storytelling. Untold stories of womanhood, unapologetic, unadulterated, uncensored womanhood. So grab a pen and take notes and tell me, how will you learn to heal today? Hello, beautiful people, and welcome to the first episode of the Yoni Uncensored podcast. I want you to briefly take a moment to follow us on uh, some of our other social platforms on both Instagram and Facebook. You can find us at Yoni Uncensored. Today's episode is entitled Your Story Matters and It Matters Big. Um, you guys are going to love this story. There is a deeper meaning life lesson that I hope that you can pull from it. So let's get started, shall we? There's this saying that goes, the goddess does not call the qualified, she qualifies the called. Now we see this meme all over Instagram and I put my own little spin on it just to reflect the way that that I see myself. However, there is just so much truth to this statement. We don't give ourselves enough credit for the life that we've lived for the experiences we've had. And this might be because a lot of times we don't feel like we have the credentials. We have what you call imposter syndrome. We don't have the credentials to teach others, right? We don't have the credentials to take of our own knowledge from our own individual lived experiences and give that to others because we don't have the proper education and training. We seem to be measuring our worth by westernized patriarchal capitalist standards that just aren't our way. My question in the midst of all this is, at what point does the proper education and the proper training become more of a hindrance than a help on a journey of healing? At what point does best practice become a barrier as we seek out the guidance on our individual spiritual journeys. Um, 
I heard a writer say that going to a university and getting a degree does not make you an intellectual. And this is pure truth. I have many stories, many, many, many stories. I can't wait to tell y'all. But I just want to say that my grandmother happens to be an intellectual with a third grade education. I know that's probably unheard of. I know y'all probably ain't never heard that in a sentence before. An intellectual with a third grade education? Yes, ma'am. Okay. And I say this because it takes pure intelligence, pure intellect to piece together the experience of your life so seamlessly that you produce a tidal wave of generational wisdom that can be used for many things, especially healing. And as we might know, and some of us soon discover, there is no blueprint for healing. There's no step A, step B. You know, it looks different for, for everyone, right? And this thing called healing is new, new for many 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 of us on my journey i found that there is just not enough supply to meet the demands of all that needs to be healed particularly on a collective vibration i i reached some plateaus in my journey that I realize have to be something that I experience with the collective. Now, I don't know how close or how far we are from that, but again, that is another episode. So being in this place of realizing we need these things, um, to heal so that we can reach a place of being more free than we believe we are in any moment. That often leads us on a journey of self-healing. Necessary because there are just too many gaps, too many missing pieces too many ways in which we feel unfulfilled. Um, we fill the gaps by sharing our stories. This is how we heal through the ancient arts of storytelling. And we share these stories with whomever will listen so that so that other people might find the courage to share their story because that right there is a battle in itself 
right? And this is so important because stories matter and they matter big. In 2012, my mom ascended um, after her three-year battle with cervical cancer. Um, I, it was my first huge shift in death. I haven't really found a way, even in all these years, to really find words to capture what I want to call that process. It's definitely a, a transition. Um, so I was tasked with creating my mom's obituary and also getting her some nice clothes to wear for her funeral. So preparing the obituary consisted of deciding which pictures to feature, um, creating the bio, deciding um, which dedications would be included, and also the number of obituaries um, to print. Um, honestly, with all of the emotion that I was feeling in that moment, I just wasn't up for it, honestly, transparently. Um, I was just over five months pregnant, so throw that in there, you know. Um, yeah, I was going through a lot. I can't even right now describe to you everything that I was going through in that moment. However, I knew that I wanted to be a part of the process despite the emotions that I was going through. And I didn't want to have that regret of not being a part of that process simply based on a fleeting feeling. As deep as it was, it was still fleeting. It would leave me at some point, it would transform into something else. My mom had raised three kids, um, mostly as a single parent. And I say mostly because we had a lot of help from the family and community, uncles, aunts, cousins. We were definitely a, a unit in our family, grandparents, um, things like that, that small town, unified community vibe. We grew up in Mississippi and spent some time in Georgia. And then later after I went off to college, my mom went back to Mississippi, um, which is um, around the time she was diagnosed, but she was only diagnosed after she was already in Mississippi. So, Growing up, I didn't know my mom to have very many friends. There were some friends here, some friends there. Some people would come and go. Um, but there certainly wasn't anyone that she hung out with regularly. So in the days leading up to her funeral, I am preparing the obituary. We're getting the casket done. We're preparing for the service. We're going over how everything is going to go because I had never played a major role 
in a funeral service, in a homegoing service. I consulted with my aunt about how many obituaries I should have printed. So she told me 200 and I sent out the order for 200. One of my aunts on my dad's side ended up calling me and saying, hey, I have every intention to make the service. However, if I cannot, please set aside two obituaries for me just in case I'm late, yada, yada, yada. Cool. I'm thinking we got 200 obituaries. It's nothing to put a couple to the side. I was like, matter of fact, let me do that for myself too. Um, so I can't recall if we were led in first to sit on the first rows. I had asked everybody in the family to wear purple in honor of my mom. I can't remember if everybody was already seated, like in a wedding type of thing, and we came in. I can't remember. I just know that I couldn't see anything that was going on behind me. And as I told you before, I didn't know my mom to have very many friends. So you could imagine my surprise when A, I was told that we had run out of obituaries. And then two, as I stood to, to take part in my mom's service, to say a few words, to honor her, I looked out into the congregation of all the people in the church and there were wall-to-wall people standing room only. I didn't know my mom to have many friends. So seeing this was such a surprise to me. I, it was not something I expected at all. And in that moment, I realized two things, just like right in that moment that my mom's life had taught me. One thing was that you might die with some secrets, but certain secrets could never die with you. That's the first thing that I learned. Another thing I learned is that no matter what people think they know about you, no matter what people think they know about your story, no matter how insignificant of a role they think you play, your story matters and it matters big. There were so many people who knew my mom across various stages of her life who were excited to share the experience that they had with my mother. There were so many people who wanted to share their experiences, but we were running out of time, so we had to cut it short. 
But I feel so honored to be in the room with all those people, many of whom knew my mom. I low-key feel like my mom was a little celebrity. <laughs> low-key. Um, and that was a very powerful experience for me. And it planted a seed. Because uh, like I said, by now I was already on my own healing journey. So when this seed got planted, I didn't know that that is what was happening. I could clearly see that my mom's story was much bigger than I thought it was. Okay? <laughs> and something really showed me, probably not in that specific moment, but that that's the same for me. The same is true for me. The same is true for you. Someone is listening to your story. You are capturing someone. You are inspiring someone. You are influencing someone. Keep doing that. Keep sharing your journey and keep guiding others on a path of healing through your own lived truth because nothing is more important than that nothing so right now i hope you guys enjoyed that story i hope you enjoyed this first episode of the Yanni Uncensored podcast. It has been an honor to bring you this story and blessings, abundance, good vibes, healing vibes, peace in the midst of chaos, grief, death, anger, jealousy, okay? in the midst of all of those things because I think that we lose that sometimes we think that peace makes all of those things go away it doesn't blessings to you guys and thank you so much for listening and I hope that you'll tune in for my next episode as we talk about I don't really know what we gonna talk about but it's going to be good. Next time, y'all. <laughs>